Welcome, my friends, to episode 110 of the I am your host today, as usual, Mr. Satrayev, joined as always by our friend Glenn. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm doing okay. I went to Wendy's today for the first time in ever, mm. and I've been having a screaming butt ever since. That's not what you want. So don't ever go to the Wendy's on City Line Avenue in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mm, fair enough. Fair, fair warning, sir. It will destroy your evening, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Did you get the Frosty? I didn't. I got the Dave's, the regular Dave's burger and some fries. The fries were great. I do love a Wendy's fry. I think they've, they're definitely better than a Burger King, mm. I would say. Um, classic McDonald's fry, though, you know? McDonald's can be so hit and miss. It's been a while since I've had uh, Wendy's fries. The only thing I really do like from Wendy's, um, I feel like never let you down, is the spicy chicken sandwich. That thing's legit. Spicy chicken sandwich. You mm-hmm. know, I, I like their spicy chicken nuggets. I assume it's the same Shut all-purpose up, white spi- meat. There's spicy chicken nuggets? Oh, you know. You Bro, already know. I got 99 it. cent. You're, do- you're doing the rest of the show. I'm going. Ask, <laughs> ask for that 99 cent nug. Tell them you're a friend. Setreo sent you. Mm-hmm. Mm. So today, my guy, uh, we've got a bunch of things to talk about. Good. Uh, main point is going to be the new Twilight Zone. Are you prone to it like we are? You're going to find out because we've got three episodes to talk about. Ooh. Oh, this episode of The Prishkaios. That's it, my man. Yeah. But first up, I want to hit something that news just broke all about. Ooh. It's Disney+. Plus. Breaking news. How do you feel about yet another streaming surface? Just right off the bat. Okay, right off the bat, angry. Angry is how I feel. <laughs> angry as all hell. There's already there's already too many, man. Like I don't need any more streaming services. And you know, between I feel like for the most part, everybody's got Netflix. Like I feel like Netflix is pretty much oxygen at this point. You know, you have to you have to have it. And then also I kind of feel that way about Amazon, just like having Prime in general, uh now. Uh and mm-hmm. of course by proxy, when you have Amazon Prime, you get Amazon Prime video. Um, which actually I almost like really never use it. I haven't really checked out any of their shows. Um oh that's not true. I'm watching I'm watching a documentary on there right now. Um, but, um, the, uh, <laughs> yes. the one, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> one about the cutoff. I am watching the Lorena Bob documentary. That's it is actually, it's actually fascinating. Um, um, it's like four parts and they talk about like, you know, the whole crime itself as well as the trial and like its impact on media. Like it's, it's really interesting. Um, what fascinates me is that no one will say penis. They okay. all beat around it. No, well, I mean, they, it's, it's funny you bring that up because there's a whole part. You, did you watch it? I watched the first episode. Okay, yeah, yeah, because you, because like that's a whole thing when they're talking about like on the on the uh, police radio and they're trying to find out like you know because some people listen to pre- police frequencies so they're mm-hmm. trying to be as like you know respectful and like proper as possible but also they're trying to make sure that they can go you know and get this um, while there's still time. Uh, it, it's it's an interesting watch. It, there's more to it than than you think. Um, I um, loved the surgeon who actually reattached it, who was just like. <laughs> this is the day of my life. You always think something like this maybe would happen, but then it does, and you're like, huh, don't know if I could do it, but I'm sure going to try. That's, a, <laughs> that's more or less his attitude, and apparently he did a good job. So, 
Yeah. Hey, I, you know, I, I heard the guy had a very successful career afterwards using the reattachment. Uh, he also, you do have both him and his wife. They interview them both in it. Uh, I so, saw, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's interesting for so sure. So back to the... Back to the topic at hand here. Uh, yeah, another stream. It is coming man. out mm. November twelfth. The new service. It is going to be on everything. That's Nintendo Switch, Xbox, uh, PlayStation. Thank God for me. Uh, it looks like they're actually going to be bundling it somehow with ESPN Plus and Hulu, and they're actually going to start pushing Hulu internationally for the first time ever. Because um, my understanding is that Hulu is pretty strongly just a U.S. Uh, based streaming service um and that's mainly because now disney owns more than 50 percent of hulu since the fox merger um Hmm. which i think is going to be very interesting new shows that they have coming out loki the falcon and the winter soldier wandavision they've also got every episode of the simpsons it's going to be the exclusive home for their exclusive home for all the star wars movies all the marvel movies and the mandalorian which is a original star wars series by john favreau of swingers fame mm, interesting he is also uh happy hogan and in the marvel movies and he directed the first iron man the first one yeah that's true the very first one it is going to be six dollars 99 cents a month or 69.99 for a year i feel like you could kind of call it a netflix killer but at the same time netflix is is so far removed from needing anyone at this point you know what i mean like there's no marvel's like we're gonna take back all the marvel movies and everything they're like okay cool here's umbrella academy and the internet goes wild you know i love the show i love the comic series um i'm excited for more of it and they just keep bringing out more new things is it always great no but it's a lot of content on there um and as you said, Netflix, everybody's just got it in some way or another. You're either sharing the password with your ex-girlfriend's uncle or you have it yourself and you're that that umbrella cast on everyone for Netflix. Yeah, I mean, six, so, I mean that, that price point is really good, but it's got and it sounds like it's got like a lot of like big properties but i mean netflix has such a giant back catalog of just movies are they gonna have have they mentioned if they're gonna have like fox studios type movies and stuff like that because i feel like unless they're gonna oh, have 100 percent, they're they're if they're bringing in the simpsons they absolutely are pulling in all the fox the classic fox things i believe they're bringing in most of the fox searchlight they're bringing in um the alien franchise uh things of that nature like, I mean, I'm talking like, I mean, I don't have a thing, but like, you know that the, those studios produce like a ton of movies, you know, like, I'm, talking, like, I'm hoping like if they're going to really try to take like a run or at least be somewhat like legit, like they're going to have to bring like, like all of that, all of that stuff. Although the they fact are that, uh, the Pixar, every Pixar movie, um, the Disney vault is essentially gone now because the vault is just open. It's the streaming service, yeah, which is interesting. Um Here's my thing about it, though. They're not doing ads, so I don't know how much money it's actually going to make. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is going to be one of those services that I pay six ninety nine a month for simply to have The Simpsons at my, at the ready, and then this handful of Marvel shows that I will binge 
in a day. Hopefully, they'll allow me to binge it in a day, and they won't do what Hulu does and make me wait week over week for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that's the. I mean, and therein lies the problem because, like, I want to know like what type of like what type of catalog things are going to have because otherwise, it's more or less just like a gimmick for whoever is going to have like, all right, like I want The Simpsons or I want Alien or I want more of like the Marvel stuff or I want Pixar or I want Disney like that's like a even though those are all super popular like all of them and of course the star wars uh stuff as well um like you know that's stuff that you can like that's it's not it's not the same i feel like that's the uh, the advantage netflix has they have so much they have all the hits and then they have all the other stuff like and mm-hmm. i feel like the bread and butter is in like the other stuff disney's like original programming and like their franchises are already like proven so it's almost like the advantage that they that that like apple wants right now with like the apple tv plus like where their originals are like unproven and they also like you don't really know what type of thing uh, apple tv plus is going to be bringing um to kind of back up whatever originals they have so they have like two question marks disney at least has like one it's like what else are you bringing to the table aside from your greatest hits because if you don't have like if you don't have like kids you might not really care too much about some of the disney stuff some of you will like i'm saying there are a ton of people who like disney stuff who don't have kids but that's a big part of like who would be paying for that service at least for like 6.99 so it's like, well, what else? Like, what? What else? Like, just superheroes and Simpsons? Like, come on. I, I mean, pretty much. Uh, I would assume anything that has been on, say, FX, um, like Always Sunny, uh, everything on Fox now, everything running there, the whole back catalog of all those Fox-related uh, studios, everything. You know, every series that ever hit there. Um, I mean, which I think would, is crazy. I mean, yeah. If if it, if they give you all of that. Like then yes, totally. Like if they, but I feel like anybody who's stepping into this type of game now, like where Netflix just like runs like everything, like that's the type of like commitment you have to bring. Absolutely, it seems like they are bringing something of a commitment. Just in hearing the few things that I mentioned uh, that have been released so far today, um, but we're gonna have to wait until November twelfth when it releases, uh, at least a little bit closer to the day, to find out. Uh, what else they're going to be bringing to the table. Um, I know I'm definitely going to get it because I would have been willing to pay six ninety nine a month just to have the Simpsons streaming. But isn't it on Hulu already? No, only the current season and only like only six the current back. Yep. Okay. Yep. You can watch clips, but I can't like just watch a clip unless I'm and it's not even like the full steamed hams, you know? So what am I what am I doing here? I, I want the full simpsons experience i need to be able to hit shuffle and let the simpsons just play all night long it's a very specific request (laughs) it is in fact you know firsthand speaking of uh letting things just play ooh, there it is ladies and gentlemen you know what that sound means you know what time it's gotta be it's time for just preach that's right ladies and gentlemen the time we give you to booter those pooters head on over to trailers.apple.com from there we're gonna find the most recent trailer that we know nothing about and today it's a movie called made me do it yeah made me do it gotta say uh, don't have don't have high expectations for this it looks like complete trash Scary campfire tale leaving a trail of bodies 
everywhere from HK Film News. I don't know who HK is, but it is a description of a film nonetheless. Uh, so we're going to go in three, two, one. Just brief play. Hey, sweetie. I think some deer animal ran into my truck. Hold on. I'm gonna look under the car. Thomas, your record shows many violent Yes, I'll be careful. I don't see anything. Wait, hold on. Do you want to be part of our family here or not? The patient has a history of violent outbreaks. If you're aware of his location, please contact the police immediately. I'm sorry. She wants you. So it looks like Rob Zombie's student film. Um, yeah, yeah. This looks this looks rough, man. This looks rough. Um, it's kind of rough, kind of interesting. I always like the idea of this, like getting to the mind of a serial killer that truly explores what makes them what they are. Hence, all the documentaries we we love to watch about serial killers and whatnot. But this looks like like it really looks like if someone made. A, if Rob Zombie himself just made a student film on the budget of a Sony DV cam. Uh, I mean, it's weird because it, it says in theaters. I can't picture this movie being in, like, theaters. Oh, what theater? <laughs> like, I didn't think those theaters existed anymore. I mean, I don't know. Hey, hey, you know what? Somebody, somebody, somebody tried to make make it and they made it and it's coming out. So, I mean, it could be, it, who knows? Try to reserve judgment. I don't want to just hate on it, but trailer does not make it look not make it look good no but as soon as it becomes available anywhere to stream lord knows i'll check it out because i watch all the trash yes you do (laughs) yes you do (laughs) Ooh, and here's some trash that you might want to watch because from us it might be old and it might be new but it's any blue you can do and today ladies and gentlemen i am pulling out another one in a long series of movies called the amityville murders i love the amityville movies despite how terrible some of them can get and how close to the original source material they can get this one looks like it's supposed to be set back in 1974 on the night of november 13th when ronald defeo jr took a high-powered rifle and murdered his entire family as they slept at his trial, Defeo claimed that voices in the house commanded him to kill. This is their story. 
it's I, I I love the Amityville nonsense. We saw the Amityville house. We pulled over, horrified to find that they changed the windows because of people like you and I going to see the home. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, I definitely want to check it out. I saw the trailer for this a long while ago. Seeing it now that it's on Blu-ray, I definitely would pick this up. It's only $19.99 when you purchase it on the Amazon Prime and regular Amazon. So if you've seen the Amityville murders, let me know how it stacks up to the super fine abs of Ryan Reynolds in the 2005 remake. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I actually like that remake. I thought it was pretty good. It wasn't bad at all. And, And naturally, Ryan Reynolds was showing off that sweet pack. Hey, man, he's funny in that movie, too, I gotta say. He's funny in everything he does. He's a great, he, he's a good guy. I've loved him since Two Guys, A Girl, and A Pizza Place. Oh, that's a throwback, my man. It's a throwback. He'll always be Van Wilder G-G-I-F, to me, baby. man. He's always Van Wilder. <laughs> yeah. Um. So my 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 Blu-ray is actually way, way cheaper than yours, Mr. Setrap. I am keeping it on a budget. And despite the fact that this movie is cheap, it is something you will want to watch over and over again. And that movie is Live, Die, Repeat, also known as The Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, with Mr. Uh, Tom Cruise. You're looking at me like you've never heard of this before. I know you have. The Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah. Do you remember this? Absolutely, I remember okay. this. This okay. was the Groundhog Day action movie. Yeah, dude. I thought this movie was good. I think the like creatures and stuff that show up at the end are really cool looking. Um, I, I just, I don't know. This movie's just fun. Uh, the effects are good. It's pretty funny at some points. The action, I feel like, is good. And there's more to it than just like a regular action movie. It's like this cool little like action sci-fi hybrid. Um, and it's good, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Way more than I thought I would uh, when I went I, to see I, it. I was, I was very surprised by this one. Damn. Uh, I, I like it a lot. And for the low price of $5.99, you really can't beat that uh, for a Blu-ray, my man. No, not one bit. Mm-mm, no, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that's those cr- That's a crazy cheap price for The Edge of Tomorrow. Hey, man. Hey, Tom Cruise, he's giving you the value for your money. And speaking about your money, it's my job here on Coming Attractions to let you know the movies that are coming out in theaters this week, and I will quickly judge them uh, to hopefully kind of, like, you know, let you know what you might want to spend your money on and what you might want to hold on to it for. Maybe hit that pass button. And this week, at least in my opinion, it is looking a little rough um, out here at the movie theater. There are going to be two movies I am talking about. I feel like one of these is going to make Mr. Setrav angry. Um, so we'll start with that one. Um, it looks like there is a remake of Hellboy uh, coming out this week. Uh, there on is. April. I'm excited to go see it. That doesn't make any sense to me. Based on the graphic novels by Mike Mag- Magnola. Magnola. Hell- Magnola, yeah. Hellboy comp- between the worlds of the supernatural and human battles an ancient sorceress bent on revenge. Why are they remaking this? Jovovich. Yeah. Why are they remaking this? You know, it's really interesting. I'm not entirely sure why they would try to restart it, redo the whole thing. Um, I did enjoy the Guillermo del Toro Hellboys, um, but this one, I believe, is much more in line with the comics and is uh, gone for that hard R. Okay, fair enough, man. Um, I mean, I, I feel like, uh, like you said, I feel like the other people, like the other Hellboy movies were pretty popular, and I know there was at least one sequel to it, right? 
uh, Hellboy 2 and the Golden Army. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like they're, I mean, they're not newer movies. They're, they're newer movies, but they're not super, you know, not super old. Uh, but, I mean, hey, I guess uh, I know a lot of people are excited for this, so you have that coming out. It's only got a 35% on Metacritic right now, though, so looking pretty Yeah, looking I actually watched bad. a review that um, IGN did, and it uh, they didn't like it. They didn't like it much at all, but I feel like I'm going in looking for some popcorn, um, and just to be like, "Hey, that was that was Hellboy." Hey, man, I got right. I got news for you, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you should go into every movie. Like, just go to like the action horror. Like, I'm into it, you know. Like, yeah. that seems to be what it's what it's really about. Just hard action horror. And like I said, I'll watch all the trash. But Hellboy is something I definitely want to support because I really enjoy the character and that whole world of again, action horror. There you go, my man. What is he? He's not Marvel, right? Uh, he is Dark Horse. Oh, okay. So, like, you know, the the other company. One of the other companies. Man, well, yeah, yeah, but they're they're pretty big. Dark Horse is, yeah. I believe they've done a lot. They do a lot of those adaptations, um, of of um different movies. They had Star Wars for the longest. Yes, they time. did. They had some of the best. Uh, extended universe stuff with like Cade Skywalker in in the far future of the Star Wars universe um as well as the original sequels to the like episode uh 456 and and they were all really good um but yeah you know we'll see we'll, we'll see how it is I'm definitely gonna check it out uh my boy Teen and I are super stoked on seeing it so Awesome, hopefully man. Soon. Well, hopefully you enjoy. And then the only other movie coming out this week uh, that is really, I feel like, worth of mention uh, is going to be uh, Missing Link. Um, in Missing Link, Mr. Link recruits explorer Sir Lionel Frost to help find his long-lost relatives in the fabled Valley of Shangri-La. Along with adventurer Alina Fortnite, this trio of explorers travel the world to help their new friend. Um, this stars Hugh Jackman. Um, I've, really? I've only ever seen the poster for this once. I feel like I saw it um, on like um, some like movie ticket app earlier today. Huge Jackman in this one. Yeah, but he is the star of Missing Link. Um, no early score for this right now. I don't know. I haven't seen the trailer for it, so like snap judgment at the poster looks weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like a CGI uh, animated kids movie. But hey, you spoke. know he's going on tour. Uh yeah, he's singing right? Stadium tour, singing. He's just like I could do that. I mean, apparently, if it's happening, he can do it, and is so. You know, good for him. He uh, he he was the bomb in Les Mis. Oh, hey, Hugh Jackman. I wonder how much money it costs to go see Hugh Jackman thing. <laughs> right? What's what's a ticket for Hugh Jackman? Is it Billy Joel level prices? Is it Rod Stewart prices? Or is it like reasonable? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see here. Hugh Jackman. Uh, Hugh Jackman tickets. Hugh Jackman concert at Ticketmaster. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Is he coming to the US of A? He's got 72 events scheduled. Uh, if you want to see him at the U.S., the United States, he's got a lot of Europe. A lot Manchester Arena. Look at this guy. Ireland, Dublin. Oh, here we go. The first place in the United States you can see him is Houston, Texas. So let's see. Yeah. How, how they're, much? they're going out for Yeehaw. classical theater songs in Houston. Mm, okay. Indeed. Cheapest thing that you're going to get, my man. First of all, <laughs> believe it or not, there's a lot of unavailable seats. 
<laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just looking on, uh, I'm on Ticketmaster right now, and the cheapest you're going to get is $99. dollars hundred bucks. $99? Yep. That's for four. Leads? Yes. Uh, and that's before um, they hit you with, like, all the Ticketmaster ridiculous uh, fees. Uh, this $99 ticket will easily turn into 120 um, Good Lord. After their tax and convenience and, like, even, like, they charge you to email it to you. They're horrible. <laughs> I'm sure the performance is going to be amazing. I'm sure there's a lot of pageantry to it. Uh, almost as much pageantry as there is in the new Twilight Zone series on CBS All Access, yet another streaming service. Uh, now, my guy, have you had a chance to see all three episodes, or have you only caught the first two? I've seen the first, the first two, and um, if you uh, if you're interested in checking out, uh, they actually have the first episode of this uh, series on CBS All Access YouTube. You can watch the whole thing there. So, yes. if you're curious, a comedian starring. Um, God, I can't remember his name. There you go. Well, you keep talking, and I will find out for you, because that's the type of guy I am. There we go. Uh, so this, so what the new series is doing is it's sort of tying together every episode in in little, you know, Easter eggy type things. Um, and they're also bringing a lot of callbacks to the old show, which I am finding that I love and hate at the same time. Um specifically because of episode three uh, where the actual episode starts off in this diner called the um, busy bee cafe, which is a playback to the busy or busy bee diner is what it's called, which is a callback to the busy bee cafe in that William Shatner episode, uh, Nick of time where he put a coin into that weird, like, fortune teller devil head thing that was sitting on all the tables for some reason out of nowhere in a series of cuts in this episode um while this woman is rewinding time because that's the the gimmick of this episode is that you can rewind time with a really old video camera um you you just get one quick flash of of that that head that bobble head thing and i'm like okay why was it even there you know, like it made no sense. But then at the same time, you got the remake of 20,000 or Terror at 20,000 feet. And they call it Terror at 30,000 feet. And something happens. I don't want to spoil the entire episode if you haven't seen it yet. But something happens and you do actually see a doll version of the original uh, monster that was on the wing of the plane in Terror at 20,000 feet, which I thought was actually pretty cool. That was a cool way to do it. I just didn't understand at all why you would have this random cut to this thing. If it was actually on the table, it would make sense. If it was in the background, it would make sense. Much like the dummy was in the very first episode, The Comedian, um, which was from the uh, Back There uh, episode, I believe. Or no, to certain. No, I can't remember where the dummy was from. Um, the act- I think it was just called The Dummy, right? I think you might be that right. Yeah, okay, yeah. That one was just from the dummy. Um, and then you have something as well, like the beer they're drinking in that first episode. It's called the Kanamit brand beer, and that was the race of aliens that were like there that showed up in that episode called To Serve Man, where they are like, oh, yeah, we're making like a cookbook. And it's like, oh, no, you're actually cooking people. Oh, my God. 
So it, things like that, I think, are really cool throwbacks, as well as um, the fact that uh, in 30, the 30,000 feet episode, um, you see that the, uh, what is it, iPod? It's not even an iPod. It's a weird MP3 player. Um, yeah, it's kind of, really doesn't make any sense. I'm like, no one has this anymore. It, no, it, it's it looks like a Zune, mm-hmm. to be honest, which I don't understand whatsoever. But it's called a Whipple MP3 player. You can see that there's like a Whipple name on there, and that is the uh, that is a company that was in this episode called the Brain Center at Whipple's. Um, I only really remembered that because I thought that it was such a weird name for an episode of anything. Um, so to see little things like that, it's cool. And the camera that's used in episode three is also a Whipple's camera. So I think that it's awesome a lot of the time to see these things sort of blend over. Um, even in the airport lobby, uh, when uh, Adam Scott's characters getting ready to board the plane, you see on uh, this rack of magazines, you see the comedian that's in the comedian episode on there because he's become such a hot comedian, um, which is cool. And then uh, what I've seen online is that apparently uh, another one of the magazines has a kid uh, that's going to be featured in a later episode. And like the magazine says the Wonderkind on it or something like that. Um, That I didn't really understand because obviously we haven't seen the episode yet, but overall the series itself to me is a little lackluster. How do you feel? Well, I mean, I gotta agree with you at least in reference to like the first episode because like the the comedian, I, like man, I just it, it was really hard for me to like any of the characters that were in, that were in that uh, episode. Um, I don't. It was very predictable, very very predictable from the get. Yeah, but like that's not like that's not really my biggest complaint because I feel like you can like like something can be predictable, but you can still enjoy the ride. You know, like. You can absolutely, but there were there were. I, def- I didn't enjoy this ride. No, I'm with you, man. I'm to- I'm totally with you. And like, I didn't like like I said. The worst I- part of it was that he's the comedian. He keeps telling these jokes, and not one of them is actually funny. None of them. None of them are funny. Uh, and I understand that like that's supposed to be the idea. Like you know, he's not he's not funny, and then he you know kind of accepts this power, and then he's supposed to be funny with like no matter what he says, like where everything kind of like what he says like turns to gold. But like, couldn't you at least have him start off being like, you know, like kind of hokey or cheesy or something like that. Like they take him from being, I mean, in no way humorous to being really this terrible not. highbrow comedian that's been trying to get on the Daily Show for his entire life is what he seems like. But there's no like there's no even like smirk worthy jokes like no it's, it's brutal. no there's no punchline to anything no ever in it, any of the jokes and you see him like a few nights go on and do this set and i get it you're supposed to feel like he's horrible and you do like you buy the fact that he's like he's, <laughs> like he's definitely feel that way but then once he gets the power like it's not like he's all of a sudden telling funny jokes it's just the same jokes but now they just like kill um which i i mean like i wouldn't have a hard time with if those jokes like just weren't so horrible horrible in the beginning but again this is the point so I guess yeah. like, I can't take too much of an issue with it. It's just like this episode is just as long as the other ones. But my God, did it feel way longer. I, 
actually the the nightmare at thirty thousand feet was a lot shorter, which I didn't understand. It it was only like thirty minutes long as opposed to forty five. Well, this one felt every single one of those minutes long. Um, it, yeah, it, so it was a drag. Out, so drawn out. Um, like, and I didn't really. I didn't really like the the only thing I kind of like like smiled at was like the one line that happens at the end, you know, and you know it's coming. Um, when Tracy yeah. when Tracy Morgan talks to that um uh, that other comedian that uh, he's friends with, um, and she like kind of like I don't want to spoil it. Um, it continues, shall we share? <laughs> <laughs> um, so how do you feel about uh, the the what fourth time remaking uh terror at 30, nightmare at thirty thousand feet? Yeah, I mean, I kind of like this one, man. I kind of like it. Um, I mean, I don't. It was unique. It it wasn't a straight remake, which I was really happy with, and the premise itself was interesting. But again, I felt like it was fairly predictable the entire time. Yeah, I'm with you, but I like how he was listening to the to the podcast on the. I don't know why he just wasn't listening to it on his phone. You know, like or like there's a million ways someone could have emailed it to him or something like that. You know, like. He could have got it yeah, a different way. Instead like, of finding this finding wood it on paneled his... Zune. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like this MP. I'm like, really? He just finds this like old, super old MP3 player from like 2000. Uh, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Um, and he, but I like how he's listening to it and discovering it. I feel like Adam Scott did a really good job of being like, like not Adam Scott. Like I've only ever seen him on um, uh, Parks and Rec. Uh, and like maybe okay. maybe in like uh, what was that movie where he's like the Catalina Step Wine Brothers? Yeah, that's it. Like I've only ever seen him in like <laughs> in like Catalina Wine Mixer. Wow, I've only ever seen him in like really comedic roles. I've never seen him in anything like trying to be remotely serious. But like I feel like he did a good job at like portraying like you know like he was going through a really rough situation and like I I, I felt I felt for him. I was like yeah like I, I buy this. Um, there were times where I definitely felt for him, and I think that episode did the best of building up this sort of dread and making you feel uneasy because I definitely had times where I really felt uneasy even though I knew what was coming. It was one of those situations where I was much happier with the ride mm-hmm. uh, even knowing where it was inexorably going to end. Yeah, it's kind of like being on like a roller coaster, you know, and you're like you see the track mm-hmm. in front of you, but you're like, okay, okay. Uh, you know, and I like the uh, I like the ending uh, of of that episode. I think that was pretty that was pretty cool. Um, raises a lot of like questions about like if you would have made different choices, would it have turned out differently? Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I liked it. I feel like if that would have been um, the premiere episode, like more people would have been a little more pumped about it. Um, Way more hooked, I, I would say. Uh, but um, uh, haven't seen haven't seen the third one, which I think came out this week came out today okay uh it's called replay um it's i i think it's probably the the best one yet i would say um it's i feel like it has the most twilight zone feel to it where something supernatural is happening and every single time so what's happening is is this woman is taking her son to college um and there's this really racist cop and somehow some way this racist cop just keeps finding them and getting progressively worse every time he encounters them and progressively more bigoted and more violent towards her and her son. Um, and it's, it's frightening because it, every time the guy comes on screen, the more you see him, the worse it gets and the worse you see feel 
just seeing him appear and it keeps seeming like she's going to get away. She's going to get away. What's going to happen. And then it, it, you know, it, it really, it can, it can get to you. Um, and it, and it was a real strong social commentary, um, which the twilight zone originally was very prone to have. Um, and and again, it has one of the, it has one of those kind of endings, uh, sort of akin to a Stephen King and the Twilight Zone, where it ends happily, but does it really? Are you like you and the, and this actress? I wish I could remember her name, but she did such a great job at the end of it, just conveying this total sense of fear and dread with what her life now is. Don't want to spoil exactly where she ends up, what exactly happens, but. You should check this one out. It's called Replay. It's episode three of the new Twilight Zone. And I, like I said, I definitely think it was the strongest one of the series so far. Um, let's look, finally, let's, let's talk about Jordan Peele. How do you, how do you feel about him as the narrator? I like him. Um, I, I, I like him a lot. Um, it's, I've only ever seen, yeah, I've seen a couple of the remakes of, uh, the Twilight Zone. Um, so I've seen other hosts. Um, but, uh, like I think he does. I think he does a good job. I like his uh, like cadence uh, that he has, and and like this voice and this kind of like dead stare that he gives. Um, I feel like it might be like his delivery. It might be like right on the line of being like a little too much, but I like that intensity. Like I feel like he's having. Like I feel like he's having fun doing it. Um, so it, it makes me like excited to watch him. That's where I kind of differ. I I feel like that intensity sort of takes away from the sort of original narration of the twilight zone because rod serling and forrest whitaker even from the 2000s terrible run had this sort of smirk about it and it always seemed like they knew something you don't know you know like, uh, i definitely know what's going on here and it's weird and i'm just going to tell you a little bit about it because there was always this kind of smirk and this this sort of like nod and wink to you as the viewer who he is as well, just observing everything wild going on in this this crazy world that's set up. Jordan Peele is pa- playing it much more serious, and I think that might also be because of where he comes from, where I feel like if he did play it at all with a smirk, you wouldn't be able to take anything seriously in the show because he comes from such a strong comedy background. Um just as an actor as a as a face on a screen because even now hearing and seeing him i wait a little bit for him to just be like oh shag hennessy you know like my name is devariana autonomous cantrellabo you know like i i kind of expect to see him break out in that sweat gif you know <laughs> that you just see everywhere which it, it it's not really his fault i would say because he's definitely playing it as you said very straight and he's walking that line of being sort of overbearing and and creepy um i just wish that there was that that slight smirk you know that that real i know something you don't know sort of thing because that's what the narrator had that's what ron serling had always with his cigarette always with that kind of Cocksure smile, and even Forrest Whitaker too. He would give you that nod and be like, "In the Twilight Zone," you know, because it's like, "Ha, I'm out. I saw it. You see it too. Crazy, right?" uh, Well, I feel like maybe because of his background and what he's famous for. Like, obviously, now he's also um, super. He's in 
award much Oscar more nominated for, Oscar award winning director. Um winning, no? Yeah, winning. Um winning. Uh <laughs> winning director. <laughs> uh but like because of who he is and like where he comes from, uh he probably has to be way more careful about that type of smirk. Because he doesn't want exactly. to come off like ha ha in any like way, exactly. shape, or form. Because if he does give the smirk, you're like I said, you probably wouldn't be able to take any of this series seriously, and you would look at it as a parody. Um, so he's running the line, and it it definitely definitely seems like he loves it. And I like I said, I'm I am really happy that they do have a sort of connectivity to it now. There is a underlying connected universe that it's in because even when i was younger watching twilight zone marathons on tv i was like this is the twilight zone it's it's an area it's a place where all these things are happening it's just you know bermuda triangle adjacent that's that's what i always imagined the twilight zone was so to have everything sort of overlay makes perfect sense and it should do that because as they tell you, you are in that area of sight, sound, a realm beyond reality and mystery and all that. Yeah, man. I mean, that show that I, I'm ha- I'm happy with it so far. I'm anxious to see where it goes. Makes me a little nervous of it being on CBS All Access. I would be a little bit shocked if we got um you know more than more than one season. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I feel I I feel like we will. We definitely will because if they're they're pulling Star Trek, Star Trek gave, you know, Discovery. People hated it. Like it was so bashed by fans, and I think that that might also be because the Orville is so much more like a Star Trek show than Star Trek Discovery. Kind of, um, Star Trek Discovery is a very long form um, show, which Star Trek never really was as a series. It was always sort of these one-off episodes much like the twilight zone where it's about a lot of social issues and overcoming those things and sort of being your best person um and questions of humanity things like that this is again a much more long form let me tell a sort of story in a very long drawn out manner with these sort of side stories blending in and out about different things um but Twilight Zone has definitely brought people to CBS Access. I've seen it a lot, surprisingly, that people have signed up to it specifically for the Twilight Zone. So I, I can't imagine they won't give you a second season. Um, the question is just going to be where, when. Yeah, I mean, if CBS All Access is, it's been around for a couple, maybe two years now. Uh, so, I mean, I they probably don't have too many. I mean, they have a lot of CBS, like, classic shows and they have some other ones on there as well but like as far as like current like hit shows like having a name like the twilight zone is probably in their best interest to keep around uh, as long mm-hmm. as it's doing well enough uh if you aren't interested in the classic twilight zone i know this isn't any blue uh you know you can do uh but <laughs> um i personally i bought this i bought it um a couple months ago and i got it for like um i got the complete series on blu-ray for about 45 dollars uh and it's currently available you can grab it on ebay for 51.99 there's a bunch of sellers who are selling the complete uh series on blu-ray believe you can watch the whole thing on netflix uh you can watch the whole thing on hulu hulu um, okay because it just netflix recently switched season yeah five is missing and i believe season five is the one where every episode's an hour long well like get like get ready because i'm sure the the rights for that are probably hopping around 
So yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, like you know. Uh, just just be aware and for the whole the whole thing on blu-ray for 50 bucks like that's a that's a pretty good steal the packaging isn't anything to write home about just like a regular like big plastic case that holds all the blu-rays in it Uh, but it's the same as every other fancy one that's been out so far so uh for a set that's usually 150 bucks to pay a third of that price it was pretty good i agree i completely agree um and uh, final comment on the Twilight Zone. I definitely think it's better than the wild 2000s remake uh, where uh, Catherine Heigl inevitably became Hitler's mother somehow <sighs> in the first episode. Yeah, forget that, that one, man. That's all I really remember about the, that run on the Twilight Zone. As, they, as you should. <laughs> they did some weird go back in time, kill Hitler as a baby, then somehow she winds up giving birth to Hitler, I think, or she creates hitler somehow it, it was stupid it was oh. absolutely stupid but let us know what you think about the twilight zone everybody we are at Preachcast on twitter i am at seth trav he is our friend glenn he's at from the crib and at it came from cherry hill is that it it came from ch yeah sorry it came from ch yeah cherry New program long. we have here on the preach network let us know what you think let us know what's spooking you let us know if there's a better horror anthology we should be talking about because there's tons tons and tons now um but until next time our friends always practice what you preach